Good morning. Good morning, beautiful people. Courtney here with Stars of the Morning Light. This is our Saturday check-in, which is now starting to become more of um, lectures, I suppose. Um, we started a three-part series last week, um, which is more about self-identity, if if anything. And last week was about the frontal lobe, the prefrontal cortex, what have you, where the feeling of the meaning of things are and how we don't develop that part of the brain and mind until we're 25 years old. Today we will be talking about the subconscious. This is a very big, vast topic. Um, we're still learning so much about the subconscious. And I, in my humble belief, I believe the subconscious is the greatest, most powerful, most awe-inspiring, incredible thing here on this planet that we do know for a fact exists. And I think it's absolutely hands down amazing that we, we all humans, we have this gift. This is a gift for us. As much as I love animals and nature, they do not have a subconscious. Um, we, we humans get to have this gift and that's, that's amazing. That's just, I pause at times and just sit in the awe of that. Um, last week I read a Mr. Rogers quote because I try to use Mr. Rogers' quotes to kind of bring home the point of what I'm trying to make. Um, and so I'm going to use the same quote this time. Um, I'll probably re read it at the beginning and then again at the end like I did last week. So let's hear it again. If you could only sense how important you are to the lives of those you meet, how important you can be to the people you may have never even dreamed of. There is something of yourself that you leave at every meeting with another person. And that is true. And that is the biggest part that I'm trying point that I'm trying to make here is that is that we are so much more connected than we pay attention to. And this three-part series, the conscious, frontal lobe, feeling of the meaning of things, today the, the subconscious, next week the higher consciousness, is all to get to the concept that we are so much more connected the I, we, one. The collective consciousness, as we all are trying to 
aspire to have. Or I should say, I shouldn't say all, many of us. Um, so let's talk about the subconscious for, for a while here. Um, I, I try to keep this within 40 to 60 minutes. Um, and that's why there's often times of me pausing because I'm, my mind will want me to go into a tangent over here and bring you down this part of the rabbit hole. And, and I'm just not able to do that in this time frame. And I also don't want to, um, draw this out too much, um, because I am a believer once again, that I can bring you to the door of the rabbit hole, but I am not the rabbit nor my Alice. I can maybe just open the door and say, hey, it's up to you if you want to go down or not. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm just presenting concepts, ideas, and thoughts that maybe have not passed your mind. So last week we talked about the conscious. Or I should say frontal lobe feeling of the meaning of things. Um... The subconscious, which again, we are still learning so much about it. Um, we're now just embarking in the past, I'd say, uh, a little over a decade on the concept that the brain, even the mechanics of the brain itself and the mind, because it's two different aspects, um, is just as amazing and <laughs> vast as the universe. I mean, that's, that's, that's wow. And, um, the subconscious has a lot to do with that. So I began, um, looking into the subconscious more so um, when I was in college. It was actually just, I was taking a very simple, just English comp one writing class, because you have to, and I decided to write a paper that was about subliminal messages through advertisement and how they affected the subconscious. Yeah, why I chose that topic, I have no idea, but it brought me through rabbit holes that were intense at that time, and my simple English paper ended up turning into like a 19, 20-page paper. Um, <laughs> um, I, w I do wish I still had that paper, I don't. Um, the subconscious is so amazing if we just think, even if we think about it just in like standard basic form. Last week we talked a lot about, you know, the concept of free will, but how free are we with the feeling of the meaning of things might being a little off. And we talked about how, you know, the greatest thing about being a human is the capacity to surprise ourselves the aspect of free will. Well, it's our subconscious that does so much of the driving in our life. Um, 
even literally, when we get into an automobile and we turn the key to start the engine, we're, we're not conscious of what we're doing. That is, you know, the mechanical movements of our body that we're used to and also our subconscious. Our subconscious knows where it's going. It knows what's... <laughs> It knows what to do. It's just it's just doing it for us. We're not we're not even paying attention. We're listening to music. We're talking. We're out in la la land. Many of us. Um, it operates that way with most things. So our subconscious is the one that keeps us having to go right. We keep turning right because our subconscious says, "Hey, you turn right. You're the you're the one that turns right." And I'm saying that our free will can, whenever we choose, can come into play and say, no, 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 today I'm going to turn left. So how does it all happen? And I'm I'm only going to focus on a few small aspects of the subconscious because, like I said, I only have about 60 minutes here. So our conscious brain... It can filter things. Um, it can, oh, that conversation happening over there has nothing to do with me. I'm not going to pay attention to it. Oh, I'm not going to pay attention to this. I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm just, it, it can filter things. The subconscious cannot do that. The subconscious absorbs everything we see, do, say, all of the senses we have, let's say, go right to the subconscious and they're there. There is no weeding in and out. There is no um, deciding, yes, I want, no, I don't want, you know. It all penetrates into the subconscious. And so when I was writing that paper, which is now 20 years ago, um before social media, before, um, or the height of social media, I should say. Um, I had no idea about it at the time. Um, before a lot of all of this, um, fast pace, I guess, and all of, all of the bombardment of things, um, at that time, they had statistically thought that the average human would see about 1,800 to 2,000 advertisements a day. And I'm using advertisements because it's a great example for my bigger um, aspect that we'll be talking about. So... And they even said, you know, and with the, how the world is changing, with the internet, <laughs> um, I had I didn't even have a email account at the time. I knew nothing of the internet. That they said, you know, even with now the internet coming up and what have you, that number will grow. Well, now, knowing I was going to do this podcast, I looked it up. What does the average, how many advertisements do the average person see? It is per day anywhere from 4,000 to 10,000 a day. So 
that was me kind of like, <laughs> it, it, to me that I just can't even, that's a lot to take in. That's a lot to take in. And our conscious mind can just go right past it. You know, it's, it's filtering it in and out, you know, but it's going, all of it goes to our subconscious, all of it. So back when I was writing this paper and I was younger, um, and it said 2000 at the time, I was flabbergasted by that. And I'm thinking, no, there's no way. There's no way. And maybe I'm not just, maybe I'm a little bit less than the average person. I don't watch as much TV. I, you know, I don't do this. Well, then I started opening my eyes and paying attention to where I was and what was going on around me. Um, I was, I went to college in uh, downtown Chicago. And so I would get off the train and walk to campus. And I started to pay attention. Every sign in a window, every Coke bottle I saw, every, everything, every bus that went by, every, you know, everything was advertisements. Everything was. Okay, and that, that kind of knocked me on my butt at the time. Um, and I know you're thinking, okay, so there's advertisements. Yeah, they're everywhere. What does that matter? Well, because it was learned a very, very many, many, many moons ago before, um, what we know of advertisements today, symbols, words, all of these things were known to affect the subconscious. And they've been used for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. Um, here's an example. The Nike swoosh. We all know it. We all know Nike. We all know the swoosh. That, in fact, for our subconscious... All that little symbol of the swoosh, all we see is a check mark. This is actually an old Egyptian way um, symbol. That when we see a check mark, it's the same as when we use a check mark in our in our own life. We we have our to do list. We check off what we've done. Check, check, check. It gives us a sense of accomplishment. It gives us a sense of completion. So when Nike was revamping their brand and we're going to be Nike, they thought, okay, what's a symbol that we should use to tell people, oh, if you buy this, you're going to feel accomplished. You're going to feel like you've completed your task. Well, all they did was take a check mark and make it a little bit rounder. So then when we see that, 
and they tack on their words. I think it, what was the the slogan? You know, just just do it or some something like that. I mean, that was telling our subconscious if we get Nikes, we can do anything. We can check off all of the boxes. So that is an example in a, a one example in the many of the 10,000 you see a day that is going straight to our subconscious because there is no filter there. There is taking it all in. And there is no deciding what I want, what I don't want in there. And yeah, I, I do say sit with that for a moment. And start looking around. I mean, even within your own house, your own environment. If you look into your kitchen, every box of whatever you have, there's advertisement on there. There's symbols there to affect your subconscious. Everywhere we go, everything we watch. And now with the heightened technology that we live in, It is bombardment. Um, There's that documentary on Netflix right now about the social media, how they can influence our train of thinking. And there's a lot of talk right now in the new age woke. I don't, I don't even know what the terms are. Um, movement that talk about, you know, you're all just programmed. We're all just programmed. Stop the programming. Stop the programming. Which is true. I mean, I'm not denying that. Um, but I, I be- that picture, those concepts of programming um, are vastly bigger than I believe most people acknowledge because it's it's so big. So all these the this three part series, these podcasts that we're doing right now, is to think about our self identity. The last one was the examination of the feeling of the meaning of things. That if that comes from our frontal lobe, um, prefrontal cortex, the feeling of the meaning of things, and that's not fully developed until the age of 25, the hurts that we've gone through, the things that we've witnessed, the struggles we've had, that all being brought into that developing our perception of the world 
That's what we talked about there. If you didn't listen, I I suggest going back and listening to um, part one of this. Um, I believe I labeled it frontal lobe and self-identity. This now is the subconscious. Something that supposedly I'm telling you that we have no real control over. And that it's absorbing everything, everything around us. At the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you things you can do to help your subconscious, to have a bit more control, to um, exercise helping it clear itself out. Um, But as far as the programming goes... We do have choices in this matter. We do. Last week, I, towards the end of the episode, I said, question, question everything. You can question me right now. That's beautiful and wonderful. Question everything. All the ads, all the news, All the conversations you hear, what you read, question it. You will know when you start questioning or even asking yourself, do I believe this? Do I feel anything about this? Your body will tell you, your mind will tell you, your intuition, which is also a part of your subconscious will tell you. It's hard though when especially when we're young and we have such convictions and we want to be a part of this movement and that movement and um, we know nothing but the internet and social media and um, all the pluses and minuses of that. It would be hard regardless, Um, but it seems to be even harder in this world um, to get down to who we truly are and what we truly think. Is this completely the end-all be-all? No. Let's talk about dreams for a moment. Our dreams is where our subconscious clears out so much for us. Our subconscious is working harder while we sleep than in our waking life. In our dreams, especially, you know, if you ever have a dream that's like, what was that? Our dreams is a beautiful, wonderful gift that the subconscious uses to clean out a lot of the junk. A lot of the stuff that we see throughout our day. Um, A lot of the stuff that we hear. It just, it's clearing it out. It's just clearing it out. But to us, it comes out in all these weird messages and pictures and it's like what is that no that 
a lot and oftentimes. And that is the subconscious clearing away things we do not need. Um, and I'm not saying that it's only gift. The subconscious also uses dreams to finally work through hurts that we need to work through. Um, it's doing a lot of the processing that if we were not able to do it at the time, it's doing it for us now, and it's often years later. Um, so yes, if you have a lot of odd dreams or nightmares, um, you can always look into dreams. Um, that is often the subconscious clearing away stuff that does not serve us. Which I'm... That's amazing. That's kind of like how the conscience will see a bunch of stuff or hear a bunch of stuff and in the moment go, nah, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. Even if we pause and go, oh, that's a really good deal. Our conscience will go, nah, I don't need that. It's when we're dreaming that our subconscious is doing the same concept of, uh, okay, we got to clear all this away. We got to clear this out. That's why you'll notice like if you um, do a lot of binge watching or streaming or what have you, within a day or two, you're going to start dreaming about that show that you're watching. Um, and it's because that's what you've been taking. That's what the subconscious has been taking in. It's just taking it in and taking it in <laughs> as you watch, which I'm laughing because I'm I binge. I'm I'm a binge watcher. Um, and then, you know, two, three days nights later it'll be like why am I why am I dreaming about this show so much oh because it's all that I've been taking in you know um I'm not as bad as some people but yeah I, I can binge I uh I do it in spurts um but when I dream that then you know it's like oh I'm dreaming of the show I am I feel good about that when I catch dreams that it might throw me off a little bit I feel good about it because I trust that my subconscious knows what to get rid of I trust that my subconscious knows what I need I trust that my intuition within my subconscious knows what's the best for me So then we go back to the programming aspect. It's hard for our subconscious to clear things out when it is like a continuous, continuous, continuous. Um, think about just driving down every every city, every town, I don't care where you live, has that strip of road that is nothing but fast food shops, this and that, that you you got to drive down to get to your next des destination. Think about that when you're driving. Right now, you're you you might not have paid attention, like maybe ever paid attention. Count how many billboards and signs you're actually seeing as you drive. 
It's not. It's so many. You can't. You can't actually count and drive at the same time because you'll just get lost with how many there are. So it's this continuous, continuous, continuous. Now take social media into that. Continuous, continuous, continuous. The problem with programming is that it there is no there's no stop. There's no stopping unless we choose to stop. Kinda of like I just used the example of been watching a show. Most of us do it. I mean it it happens. Um but I said I do that in spurts. I'm not going to binge watch this show, get all through it, I'm good, and then start another one. No, I'm not going to binge watch something again for another, you know, two, three months. We have choices here. When I drive down a road now um, that has just a ton of billboards... And a ton of signs. When I notice that I, I'm looking at them. I in my mind will say I reject that. I reject that. I reject that. I reject that. We can do the same thing with words. We can do the same thing with most stuff. If in our mind we say... I reject that that is not of me. I reject that that is not of me. Because you have to think the subconscious mind is also taking in everything that is said. And last week we talked about how it takes double time... ...to... Write the hurts that I have been wronged. And we were referring to the fact that it takes 25 years for the frontal lobe to even fully develop the perception of the feeling of the meaning of things. Well, if we just have a bunch of hurts, is it going to take double the time? So if it takes 25 you got to have another 50, and that's why usually it's people in their 70s that are like, yeah. <coughs> I apologize. That are like, yeah, I didn't even understand what it was really about until now. Well, now put that into the subconscious. All the programming, all the ads, all the... People telling us how we should think and feel. You want to buy this. You want to buy that. You want to be for this movement. You want to be for that movement. Being told repeatedly how we should think and feel. I apologize if you heard a little click in this. I paused to cough. Um, I'm not sick. It's just been so cold that my furnace has been running and it makes it very dry. <laughs> um, 
how do we handle this? How do we handle the programming? How do we, because it's not going to stop, not for a very long time. It's not that, you know, the ones doing the programming are are just going to throw that concept out of the window. It's very lucrative. It's all about money. And we are their subjects. I mean, we, our subconscious to them is... <clears throat> That's their money maker. Um, and I know everyone says, you know, well then, just reject everything. That we live in a in a world now that that in itself, it does it sound ideal and wonderful and great. Yeah, to all of us to be able to grow our own food and not need to have cars and, you know, all sorts of things. Yes, that sounds lovely and great. I don't see that happening in those who are listening right now in our lifetime. We can make progress to it within ourselves. That's what that's what this is all about right now, is doing the identity aspect of ourselves. And then we can look at the we, our little tribe of people, the group that we're a part of. What are we contributing? The we. And then we move to the one. Where there is a higher consciousness of ourselves. And that higher consciousness can attach to the collective consciousness. But we're still at, we're still at I. We're still at the, the who, who am I? What do I think and feel? What do I truly think and feel? The feeling of the meaning of things within me and my perspective might be all messed up. And now this crazy lady's telling me that my subconscious is just absorbing all of this programming and there's not much I can do about it. There is a lot we can do about it. Like I said, when I'm driving down the road and I start acknowledging that I'm looking at all these signs, I reject them immediately. I reject things that people say to me that I know is coming from their insecurities, their issues. I reject that because I don't want that going into my subconscious saying, hey, you are what they say you are. I'm not going to allow that. I immediately say, I reject that. That is not of me. And so we were bringing up how it takes double the time, double the effort. Turn off the TV. Question, 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 question. If there's a tagline on something or there's something that catches your interest or people are saying this is what you need to believe, this is what is true, this is what is going on, just question it doesn't matter if news is fake or real. It, it it really doesn't. Because at least then there's sides to stories that you can use to question things. And you'll know what resonates within you. You'll know what you actually feel and think about something. 
especially those who are coming to the Great Awakening. That's the time period we're in. Everybody's waking up. And they're waking up to let's question things. Because even things that appear to be wonderful and great, there might be motives there that we don't know. Kind of like Nike. We all thought those shoes were what we needed. We never bothered to ask why we thought that way. But when they came out, whew, everybody wanted some Nikes. So, I know in the last episode I talked about how, for me, the, the, the foundation to any spiritual growth comes from gratitude and meditation. Like those are your two cornerstones, your two pillars, what have you. And it is being proven that when we meditate, it works in our subconscious. It works in our subconscious and our conscious and it is helping to re- reshape our perceptions, reshape and filter and clear away what does not serve us individually and collectively. And when we're in gratitude, kind of like the concept of when I say, I reject that, that is not of me. If I'm also in a bad place, I can use gratitude to get me out of it. It's rewiring my brain, the conscious and the subconscious. The more I self-talk in positive, lovely ways, I am working with my sub my subconscious to self-talk that back to me. Every time I say, I'm grateful for this life, I'm grateful for this breath, I'm grateful for who I am, I love you, Courtney. That goes to my subconscious because remember, everything goes to our subconscious. And then it's my subconscious that is the one that's telling me to go right all the time, right? So if I'm telling my subconscious and myself, oh man, I love you and I love this life, I'm grateful for everything. My subconscious then is going to repeat that back to me. It's going to repeat it back. Don't be sad, Courtney. Look at all you're grateful for. There are ways that we can rewire ourselves. Um, I forgot at the beginning of this, I try to give um, suggestions, reading suge- suggestions, you know, references. Um, if you do want to explore the subconscious, there's so much out there. I will say I'm a huge fan of Coast to Coast, and it's awesome that I don't have to sit up till 2 in the morning to listen to it anymore. Um, Coast to Coast has so many great episodes about the subconscious. Um, 
one of one of the books that's I guess most friendly and doesn't it, very it's a nice easy good read kind of like an introduction in my opinion would be The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy um I think that'd be a really good introduction because like I said I can bring you to the door of the rabbit hole I, I'm not going to lead you down through it because that's not my job it's it's your job I mean you could maybe read that book and go uh eh, this stuff is cool. I think I know enough about it. I'm going to go over here and question all this over another another thing, which is awesome. You know, we all have our things that we're into. Um, I, a reference that I did want to put out there, though, too, is the, the true power of water. Um, everybody should know that. Well, I, I don't I'm I keep saying everybody as if. That's actual, but that's not. The True Power of Water by Dr. Emoto. Um, <clears throat> that is about exactly what it says, the power of water. And I'm bringing that up. Um, and we'll be talking about it more next episode about the higher consciousness as well. Um, I'm bringing up water. It is... <laughs> It is my belief that I don't think enough people drink enough water. When doctors say <clears throat> a minimum of eight glasses of water a day, please note, they literally said minimum. <laughs> um, that is just to kind of keep us alive. You need water here. Your subconscious, conscious, your entire body needs water. And the more we put water into our system, the more we're helping ourselves clear out the garbage. That is spiritually, physically, consciously. So maybe read that book. It'll blow your mind. We'll probably talk about water and fixed water. Either it might be next episode. It might be further down the line. I don't know. reading I've said it before and I'll say it again it is my personal opinion that we can listen to a bunch of stuff I mean I'm recording a podcast right now we can listen we can see a bunch of stuff but something happens a when we speak something so that's why I always say that I say I reject this this is not of me and or when we read something. When we read, I believe that it gets more imprinted into our DNA and the water that's within us and can help change our programming. There's that quote, you are what you read. And I really, really stress that. You are what you read. So if we're saying question a bunch of stuff, read all you can about it. All sides. That will help you to identify what you truly think and feel. Read all that you can about all sorts of stuff. Because 
it will resonate different. It will imprint itself different. You are what you read. And it takes the subconscious more to clear things out if you don't need it when you, when you read it. The subconscious is going to take that all in and really dig through all the words of what was read and find the nuggets that are for you. And if it's doing that much work and you're trusting that it's doing the, its job correctly, then it's going to find the exact nuggets for who you are, physically, spiritually, consciously. It is going to find those nuggets. But in order to do that, you need to read. You need to read a lot. So this is kind of more of a process of talking about a little bit of how the subconscious works along with trying to identify that you may think you know how you feel. You may think you know what you want. But please start questioning that. There, and to give an example, it would be to give an example of every single thing that we encounter. I, I, don't, I wouldn't be able to give an example for all of that. So I say, let's, let's just acknowledge that there is a subconscious. It takes every single thing that we hear, see, touch, taste, everything, all the senses, it takes it in, it takes its time to filter things in and out. But in the meantime, it's also directing what we do, what we say, how we turn right. So let's just acknowledge that that is a possibility, that that is where the true programming lies, right? And then we go from that acknowledgement into acceptance. Any path to recovery from anything, to healing from anything, to growing from really anything, is first you have to acknowledge, this is present, this is real, this did happen. Then we have to get to some kind of place of acceptance this, this is true. This is happening. This did happen. I'm accepting that this is the case. I'm no more denial. No more just going along about my business. Well, then we can move into, whoa. Now I have to understand. Now, and understanding comes from knowledge. It comes from knowledge and experience. 
that's when you start going down the rabbit hole. You start paying attention to things as you're driving in your car. You start seeing the matrix at this level. There's many levels to the matrix. You start seeing it at this level. My goodness, I see 10,000 advertisements a day. I have social media, the news, my peer group, my boss, everyone telling me how I should think and feel and how I should make my decisions. So that knowledge and understanding part is twofold and it's the longest time of going down the rabbit hole, learning all about the subconscious, learning all about who you are in relation to the subconscious, how it works, examining your dreams, examining your conscious thoughts and possibly if you can tap into your subconscious thoughts via meditation, via more water, via what you read. And then there has to be understanding. Understanding really only comes through experience. It's when we get the full picture. And that's why I say I'm not going to lead you down the rabbit hole. Because my experience, my understanding of the rabbit hole could end up being completely different than what yours would be. Same hole, different experiences, different understanding. And we only get true, full grasp of knowledge if that other component of understanding is there. And when we go through that process, at the same time we are reaching and developing for resolution. If there is a problem, it is human nature to try to solve it. So now we're going down this rabbit hole to gain enough information, enough experience to get our understanding of who we are in relation to this problem. And while we're doing that, we're searching for the solution, which is really the solution to our free will. Because this entire time, last episode and this time, we are talking about our free will. How free are we? So we're, we're searching out the resolution of our own free will. This does all lead to the I, we, one, collective consciousness of all. But like I keep saying, why and how can we bring our consciousness, our higher consciousness, into a, what should be, a beautiful, wonderful, collective consciousness. If we don't even know who we fully are. 
And none of us really want to do that until we do. Why, if I question, because we should be questioning everything, if I'm questioning, oh my goodness, there might be some parts about me I'm not really sure about. Uh, There might be some black spots there. There might be some not so good things because I've been told what to think, do, and say. Why would I want to bring that into a big collective consciousness that's supposed to be of love and light? So again, the Mr. Rogers quote. If you could only sense how important you are to the lives of those you meet. How important you can be to the people you may have never dreamed of. There is something of yourself that you leave at every meeting with another person. I'm just introducing the concepts. I think it's our nature, definitely now, to try to speed along the process as fast as we can to get to that new earth, to break the matrix, to get rid of the programming. Mm. I want to be conscious of the fact that I don't want to carry any of that garbage with me. So I invite you to continue to listen because next week will be about higher consciousness and begin to read, meditate, be in gratitude, reject the things that do not serve you, drink plenty of water and begin to acknowledge, accept, gain knowledge and understanding. Go down that rabbit hole because we should not and we cannot bring it with us. Find yourself. You deserve it. The one, the allness, the connect, the connections we make, they deserve it. Find your resolution of free will. Until next Saturday, every day a morning meditation. And I do apologize, I've missed a couple of times. Um, Mercury in retrograde has been kind of kicking my butt. So I want you all to have a lovely lovely week. I pray that we do. And for many of us in the States, there's a cold front coming. Please protect yourself. Cheers to all. Thank you for being with us. Namaste.